It's just gone six after two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Welcome to the show. It is uh, love, life, and all things African. My name is Penny Lebani, and of course, I'm going to be with you all the way until uh, three o'clock. And of course, uh, we're going to have a lovely discussion about all sorts of interesting things, uh, being a Wednesday, the month of October, talking about this tra- it's transport month. And of course, yesterday there was that hectic, hectic 49 car pilot accident uh, here in Johannesburg on the N17, uh, N12, yeah, rather. Um, it, it was a bit uh, shocking. I mean, you know, truck driver there uh, who is in custody investigations, of course, are ongoing as we speak. We're grateful that only four people, or only four lives are lost because it could have been, you know, a very serious carnage. Uh, but, uh, 49 cars, all those people have to deal with the headache of car insurance. Like, I got bumped by the person who bumped. Like, can you just imagine trying to, like, uh, explain that situation and how uh, a car insurance are going to deal uh, with that situation? That's Transport Month. Uh, I guess uh, it'll get attention on how to deal with truck drivers and things like that. And of course, it's also, Mental Health Month, uh, throughout the month of October, the 10th of October, there was, a uh, last week, Friday was, uh, World Mental Health Day, uh, discussions around that, and of course, how to help people who are struggling with, uh, uh mental health. Mental Health Matters, SADC, South Africa, uh, is very own anxiety and, and, um, Depression group, uh, looking at 20 years of the work that, uh, they have been putting in into our communities. And of course, uh, that's, uh, basically the, uh, the discussions and, and, ev- and events and awareness that they've sort of like been, uh, creating, um, around that. I think joining us on the line, we've got Casey Chambers. Hi, Casey. Hey, Penny. How are you? I'm good and you. Good. Thank you. So you guys celebrated 20 years, uh, of, um, Really trying to create awareness around uh, mental health in South Africa and, and giving as much, uh, you know, empowerment to, to communities. Um, I just want us to sort of kind of like look back at like when you guys, you know, uh, kicked off things 20 years ago to, to where we are now. Uh, you know, things were totally different 20 years ago, hey? Mm, they are. And I think it's been such an amazing journey. I think for any NGO to be around for 20 years is, such an achievement in itself, but also looking where mental health was 20 years ago to what it is today. People then didn't speak about depression. People mm. didn't want to come out. They didn't even know what bipolar was or even admit that they're losing a loved one to suicide. Mm. So when we first started 20 years ago, we had one support group and one helpline. Yeah, it, was, it was interesting to actually, because I, I got to attend the dinner um, last week to just listen to how the first support group Matt and, and Santon, like something, you know, not an ad, sort of like a, a, there was an announcement in a newspaper or something mm. that people must come in and a number of people pitched up. I was like, Santon, 20 years ago to go talk about <laughs> mental health? Exactly. And that's, and that's a great thing looking back. And I think we've got such a privilege to look back and see where we have come. 20 years ago, when our founder, Zane Wilson, first started SADC, mm. she herself had struggled for over 10 years to actually get the proper diagnosis and treatment for something like anxiety and panic. Whereas when we look at it today, it's one of the easiest mental illnesses to treat and get treatment for. Mm. Whereas 20 years ago, 
it took so long. And here you've got this white woman with a good job and medical aid in the middle of Samson, and she battled for so long. Mm. And she thought, well, what's happening to everyone else across the country? So mm. she put in this really small advert in the newspaper to see if this, if this affects other people at her home, at, at, you know, sending this out. And over 60 people pitched for the first meeting. Mm. And she thought, hang on. There's a situation that needs to be done here. I must say, like, it, it was interesting to know that one of them was a black man. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, Peter. Peter. And also for a black man to come forward 20 yes. years ago when, when we had just reached that democracy and we had just come out of apartheid, for him to come forward and be one of the first people to start a support group in a township in an area like Siabuswa, mm. it's almost uncalled for. I mean, back then we had all these horror stories that we were hearing about people being tied to trees mm. and people being locked away because they were hearing voices mm. or being, you know, kicked out of the house and home and being stoned for having a mental illness. And again, when we look at it, you don't stone someone when they've got diabetes or cancer. Yes. But we stone them because of mental illness because we don't have enough information. So looking where we have come and what we have achieved and being able now to talk about mental illness and putting it on things like the health calendar, mm. getting it up on radio stations like this for now where we can actually bring it forward and, and talk about it, I think has been a huge achievement. And of course, uh, you know, not just uh, for your organization, our country was also going through uh, transition. So um, anxiety was was sort of like, you know, the backdrop of, of what the, uh, the country was transitioning in, into. So not just... Uh, People's own, you know, private and personal issues. But I'm sure what was going on, uh, you know, in our country had a contribution uh, to that. And when it started, you know, obviously being South African anxiety and depression um, group, um, it was focusing on those. But you find yourself now having to tackle uh, other mental, um, you know, illnesses along the way. Exactly. I mean, now when we're looking back 20 years later, where we have 15 helplines and we have over 250 support groups. We receive on average about 400 calls per day from people who have all sorts of different problems. Mm. So if someone needs a shelter or they've just been through a traumatic incident, they've just been raped, mm. they've just lost their job, mm. we help them with all these resources, whether they need shelters, debt counseling, hospitals, mm. clinics, psychologists. We can't turn patients away. There is so much help that is available that people don't know about. And that's what I think that we try to do is to offer them as many options for help and practical tools as possible to really empower patients so they can again take control back of their lives and and be part of their treatment, be part of their recovery. And I think that we have many, many success stories from people who have come out of it and now start support groups and help and mentor other people, Mm. which is exactly what we want. Now let's talk about some of the, um, I mean, the, the helplines, especially you know the focus around uh, uh, suicide with young people as well as in, in, in schools. How did those uh, come about from just you know the groups of people who are dealing with anxiety and depression? Well, when we first started and, and slowly creating awareness and contacting and people calling us, we started getting a lot of calls from the youth, um, from teens who were so desperate, who felt so helpless and. The rate of, of suicide that we were hearing of teens taking their own lives was really tragic. Mm. And that's when we developed our Teen Suicide Shouldn't Be a Secret program. And we've been running it now for nearly 15 years. And it's been a really rewarding program, but also incredibly difficult. We have nearly spoken, I think we've spoken to nearly a million learners in the last few years only 
just on teaching them about what is depression, what are the signs and symptoms to look out for in themselves or a friend, and how to get help. At the same time, when we go to these schools and we're speaking to each of the classes, class by class, we allow the teenagers to talk about their issues and ask questions. Mm. We have counselors available who answer their questions afterwards and give them some counseling on site. But we also train up the teachers. So when we leave a school, we know that we fully equip them with as much information as possible and we offer them resources. Mm. Looking at to where it was and to now, we still have a very high teen suicide rate. Mm. When you're looking at a classroom of, of you know, 30 kids, one in five teenagers have attempted suicide. Mm. That's a large amount. So this work is definitely something that we need to keep at doing and keep working on. The pressures on, on our teens is getting more and more every day and their coping mechanisms are, are decreasing. So we have to look at ways to support them. So obviously, do you guys work closely with uh, um, the schools? Do you have, uh, you know, uh, programs that just go beyond, um, you know, specific campaigns, let's say maybe in Suicide Week? Uh, you know, how do you how do you keep the conversation going throughout the year? So we work with schools exactly what you said. Throughout the year, whenever there's a problem, they contact us. If they've lost someone to suicide, we go in and we do debriefing, we do training. Mm. We do various talks, especially now with the season coming up, exam stress, how to prepare for the exams, how to deal with anxiety, Mm. also bullying, cyber bullying, online bullying. Mm. So whatever the problems that the schools have, they contact us and we and we help out wherever we can. We've also worked with different departments like Department of Education who have sponsored programs where mm. we can do an ongoing basis. But we always hope to do more. Um, we would love to have more of that kind of support because the need is there. We get call, you know, teens from calling us every single day, sending us SMSs because they deal with all these life problems on a daily basis. So we run our Teen Suicide Shouldn't Be a Secret campaign throughout the year and we offer support to teens every single day of the year. So it's not just during Teen Suicide Prevention Week. I think one of the things that was mentioned at your dinner is that you guys are the only organization that runs a, toll, a free toll-free line. Yes, for... we run the country's only suicide crisis yes, line. Yes. Um, and all of our helplines are toll-free so that we encourage people who don't maybe have the resources to call us or enough airtime or access to a landline that they can call us on a toll-free number mm-hmm. and we can help them. And again, we also have two SMS numbers. Mm-hmm. So if they don't have enough airtime, they can SMS us and we'll call them. Oh, you call them back. We call them back, yeah. Okay, uh, just to wrap up, in terms of like, you know, you guys are obviously an NPO, you you know, you rely on contributions, you're not government funded, um, you know, you had a fundraiser recently. Um, this, uh, you know, if people wanted to help, how do they go about that? Yes, please. We're definitely seen as the red-headed stepchild of corporate investment. So we need as much funding and support as possible. As you mentioned, the Department of Health does not support FedEx, and they haven't been for many, many years. Mm. So unless you're at the Department of Health, please do contact us. But you can also donate to the organization, whether it's 20 Rand, which helps us to help someone who's incredibly suicidal, Mm. to 200 Rand, to 20,000 Rand. We're open to every kind of donation, and you can get involved. Also, deductible from your tax. We are BEE. We have a tax uh, certificate, mm-hmm. Section 18A. They can go to our website at www.sadag.org, mm-hmm. or you can contact us via our helpline, 0800 21 22 23. 21 22 22. 
23. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can also find us on Facebook. Go and search for the South African Depression and Anxiety Group or mm. go follow us on Twitter at oh. the Sadag. Okay, great stuff, Casey. Thanks very much uh, for chatting to us. And, of course, uh, keep up the great work um, at SADC there. And, uh, yeah, we'll continue uh, seeing how we can support you guys going forward. All right, great stuff there. And uh, we'll take a musical break, and then uh, we come back and, and have an, an, another interesting chat. I told you that not only is it Mental Health Month, but uh, we're talking breast cancer uh, awareness. Uh, we're chatting with uh, Avon. Check yourself campaign for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, we'll touch on that when we come back. Cliffcentral.com. Say something, I'm giving up on you I'll be the one if you want me to Anywhere I would have followed you Something I'm giving up on you And I Am feeling so small It was over my head I know nothing at all We'll stumble and fall I'm still learning to love Just starting to crawl
I think this is the part where I'm supposed to say, Don't give up on me, please. Please don't give up on me. No, no. A great big world. Uh, of course, that's called Say Something. Nice one. And of course, we continue. We were chatting about anxiety and depression with uh, Sadak. You can be part of the movement on 0800 uh, org. That's their website. That's their website. You can also catch up with them uh, on Facebook. Uh, of course, with us, Cliff Central, come on Twitter. We chat official account, Cliff Central. And of course, we're also on Facebook. All right. But right now, we're talking... Um, the Avon launches Check Yourself campaign for breast cancer awareness month. The campaign aims to inspire women to know their body, know their risk, and talk to their doctors. Joining me is Gatle Homodipane, who is a PR International Comms and Corporate Affairs Senior Officer at Avon. Gatle, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Uh, thank you for having me. This is nice. We're talking breast cancer with a man. <laughs> How awesome is this? This is so cool. Okay, so uh, obviously we're going to be chatting about um, you know this campaign that uh, you guys have launched, and you've got a big event as well this this coming uh, weekend for uh, for breast cancer. So just basically, just tell us your your you know your take as, as Avon this whole check yourself campaign for breast cancer cancer this month. Um, look, uh, globally, mm-hmm. uh, one in eight women are going to be diagnosed with breast cancer this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Locally, that's one in 29 women that are going to be um, mm. diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that tells us, um, you know, we need to do something. Mm. Uh, it's the um, most serious form of cancer for women. Um, and it causes also the, the most uh, deaths mm. uh, in terms of cancer. Mm. Um, so what we decided to do was to launch a campaign um, called Check Yourself um, so that we can raise the awareness about uh, breast cancer, uh, but also breast health in general. Mm. So women know what they need to be doing every month, what they need to be doing every year mm. to take care of their breasts. Mm. Okay, so obviously um, you guys have a major, uh, this campaign, and you, you also have the big walk that takes place um, annually um, in, in, in South Africa. So tell us just a bit about um, you know the bigger campaign of like the walk and all of that. Um, well, uh, the Timber Walkathon, and we're going to have it on Sunday the 26th, mm. um, and it will be the ninth edition of, um, of this event. It's mm-hmm. the biggest event of its kind, uh, to raise breast cancer awareness in South Africa. Mm. Um, and, you know, we started with just 500 walkers at the Johannesburg Zoo, uh, as I mentioned, about five years ago. Mm. And last year we had a record 20,000 uh, walkers, and obviously this year we're hoping, you know, to 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 beat that. And uh, again, I can't stress this enough. Um, it's all about breast cancer awareness, mm. uh, getting people, um, especially women, to realize um, how important it is to take care of their breasts, mm. but um, also to know, um, you know, that key message that um, early detection saves lives. Mm, mm. Early detection saves lives. Okay, so obviously part of the walkathon, I, I know, is, is to raise funds. Okay, so just take take us through the, the fundraising uh, process that you guys have. Okay, um, so to raise funds, what we have is uh, actually a fun um, element mm. to, to the walk in that people can, uh, when they register, Ask um, friends, family, colleagues um, to sponsor them mm-hmm. uh, for every kilometer that they walk. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, we've seen a lot of people take up that challenge. Um, last year, I think we managed to raise uh, about 150,000. Mm. Uh, and this year, you know, we, we're looking good. So we're hoping to, to, to double that amount. So obviously this fund, the, the, the funds that are raised, they go to, to Itemba. How, how does, how, where exactly do the funds go to? Okay. So they first go into the Itemba fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, we uh, will donate them to one of the NGO partners that we work with. Mm. Uh, currently, we work with Look Good, Feel Better, mm-hmm. which is... Um, a program helping women in active cancer treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also work with the Breast Health Foundation mm-hmm. and Bosom Buddies, mm-hmm. um, which also, you know, provide uh, support services. So these are mainly support groups uh, of like cancer survivors. Absolutely. Yeah, breast cancer, Absolutely. Su- breast cancer survivors. So some of them need funds, you know, to, to access uh, chemo. Some of them need funds um, after chemo, um, things like wigs and things like that, eh? Yes. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, no, no. So that's where, because the, the, sometimes, sometimes it's like, okay, so there is a fundraising aspect, but like, where does the money go and who does, you know, how, you know, how does it, how, where, whose hands does it actually end up in uh, ultimately? Now, let's get back to the ch- check yourself campaign, you know, exactly how how is, is it going to, to work? Are they, uh, there's a brisk, there's a walk, um, you know, what other things are, are there social media aspects? How does it work? Um, yeah, uh, so we do have social media aspects, mm. uh, but I think the, um, the really cool thing that we're going to be doing, uh, for the Check Yourself campaign mm. is, um, uh, doing our own dance, mm-hmm. uh, at the Itemba Walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, um, you know, you follow us on, on, uh, Facebook, mm. uh, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, then uh, you you may already know that we've launched um, together with Paula Abdul mm-hmm. um, a a new video mm-hmm. um, about breast cancer awareness. Okay. And yeah, she's she's got a very nice um, dance uh, which we'll be replicating at the Itemba Walk. So we must give it like a Zulu South African twist type of thing because I'm sure Paula's going to give us some American moves like one, two, three, kick. What, you know, we want to do a lot up in there <laughs> and put some local moves. <laughs> well, we need to show them how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, so are people what encouraged to upload their own videos? What, what exactly are they going to be doing? Yeah. So, um, there's two elements to it. So mm-hmm. we will ask people to post videos mm-hmm. um, and even pics of themselves doing the dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, we will look for a winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, then the second part is at the the, the Itemba Walk mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday the 26th. Um, you know, we'll just be shooting a video. So they'll be on, you know, a, a video that's going to be... Globally. Clo- yeah. Okay. Okay. So... Um, so the, the Check Yourself campaign is happening uh, online and multi-platforms and, and all of that. And then there's, there's the walk that's taking place uh, this coming Sunday. And then a video uh, of that will be captured to be put on the international platform, obviously on these platforms that everybody can get to uh, to view that. So is this only happening in South Africa? Is it a global uh, you know, campaign? Uh, the Check Yourself is actually a global uh, movement. Mm-hmm. Um, we launched it on the 1st of October, mm. uh, Breast Cancer Month, as mm. you mentioned. Mm. Um, and I think all the countries, um, all the countries that everyone is active in, mm, mm. um, have already done their videos. Mm. So, you know, we're looking to do, um, our last video and make it something special. Mm. 
All right, breast cancer, of course, the most common type of cancer among women with nearly 1.7 million new cases globally uh, this year and 232,670 new cases in the U.S. Uh, just alone. Of course, we spoke about how one in 29 in South Africa will be diagnosed with breast cancer annually. Now, obviously, the global picture is far more alarming uh, with one in eight women being estimated to develop breast cancer uh, in her lifetime. So in terms of like... um the the awareness that you guys create i'm sure it's not just um what you do in in october um you know as 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 avon you're a company that deals with 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 women and their beauty and and all these lovely things that they love about themselves uh how do you continue the conversation throughout the year um for breast cancer specifically mm. um we've raised uh over 15 million mm. um you know in south africa and that goes to um you know the organizations that I mentioned before mm. look good feel better mm. as well as the breast health foundation mm. and um, a lot of the work that they do is um around awareness as well mm. um we've sponsored mobile um units mm-hmm. in the free state in the western cape mm. as well as in Gauteng mm. um that go around especially to uh the rural communities mm. um or the communities that wouldn't necessarily have uh, those kind of services. Yeah, like scanners and mammograms, to be able to do the mammograms and, th- and things, uh, things like that. So, so these trucks go into those communities and, and bring the services closer to the people. Absolutely. Okay. Sounds like a whole lot of interesting stuff. Okay. Is there still time to enter, uh, the walk? There is. Um, we've got, um, late registrations, mm-hmm. uh, taking place at Marks Park mm-hmm. from Thursday, the 23rd of October. Mm-hmm. To Saturday the 25th of October mm. um, Between 10 and 6 o'clock Do I have to, to, to pay to, to, to Obviously I'm just a fundraising So what's the minimum that I, that I can pay? Okay well um, The late registrations is 40, 145 rand mm-hmm. per adult mm-hmm. uh, Still 75 rand for children mm. um, But children under 2 don't uh, need to pay anything um, Yeah they get to be carried around <laughs> yeah Okay Alright No that's great stuff So uh, obviously So people have to Physically go to Mark's Park To, to register There's no online registration And all that uh, Online registration is it's closed, closed. Oh, Okay yeah. Online registration is, is closed Okay So you can register The 144 Four rents um, For adults And uh, 70 rents For children And you can also be part of So in the meantime I need to, to, to Download the Paul Abdul video So I get the moves So that come Sunday uh, I should be able. I mean, on the twenty sixth, I should be able to uh, to deliver those moves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, sounds like a serious challenge there. Okay, uh, great stuff. Anything else that you think people should know? Uh, obviously, you're both about check yourself campaign as well as um, the Tamba Walkathon. Um, I think it's important for me just to to thank everybody um, mm. that has um, you know played a part in. Avon's Crusade Against Breast Cancer. Uh-huh. Um, that includes um, our sponsors, mm. um, uh, Kaya FM mm. and Women in Home. Uh-huh. Uh, but that also includes the NGO partners that we work with uh, mm. for the amazing, amazing work um, that they do with breast cancer survivors. Okay. D here wants to know about Avon for men. <laughs> do you have products for men? I'm like, why? Okay, I mean, Look, do, well, you want to know if they have a special campaign for men around breast cancer? Testicular cancer. Oh, okay. Is there a special campaign for men with cancer? Uh, not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But since uh, 1% of all breast cancer um, patients in South Africa are men, yes. uh, we are looking at doing um, something for them as well. In future. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of them will be walking as well. Absolutely. You would be amazed at how many men are Yeah, they walk, they're wearing walk. pink wigs and bras and just, yeah. Locking the fool in the, names of, in the name of, of, of supporting their loved ones. It's, it's great, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I have to mention this as well. Um, 50% of all cases of mm. breast cancer um, are discovered by men. Really? Yes. Okay, just um, for the fun of it, I want to, to hear. How do they discover it? <laughs> um well, what do they say? What what happens? I think I think um, it's it's doing normal uh, stuff that adults do. Um, but oh, so they'll be t- no. This is this is th- you're allowed to say they'll be touching breasts here while they're making out with their l- l- women. They're feeling things, mm-hmm. and then and they're like, "Whoa, let's stop right here now." Exactly, um, and and if if the, if you do it often enough, um, mm. you're going to tell the difference. <laughs> yes, could, you, you're going if to you tell do it often, often enough on the same <laughs> breast, <laughs> you know if this breast is feeling a little bit firmer or it's too soft, eh? Yeah. If you do it often enough on the same breast, uh, yes, that's the trick. Because I mean, if if it's different breast, you never know. This one's firmer, this one's softer. Which one is it? Okay, that kind of helps. Okay. That's a nice one. Katloka, thanks very much for, for chatting to us, uh, of course, about this. And I'm sure people will be uh, coming through to, to be part of the action. I don't know about D and his uh, A1 for men test. What? Testicular cancer. Okay, yeah. Sure. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And now we come back. Clipcentral.com.
Welcome back to cliffcentral.com Love, life and everything else With me Penny Because there was a Katlejo chatting to us uh, From uh, Avon uh, Sharing with us uh, Information on this campaign uh, Check yourself for breast cancer awareness Campaign inspires women to know your body Know your risks And talk to your doctor And of course they launched this uh, Call to action aimed at educating All women about breast health uh, Launching an essay Of course an essay as well as in other 25 other countries around the world. Check Yourself is the latest step in the Avon Breast Cancer Crusade, which raises funds and awareness for critical research and access to care programs. Check Yourself aims to cut through the confusion related to screening strategies and encourages women to take control of their own uh, breast health with three simple steps. Know your body and know your risks, uh, your risks and talk to your doctor. Uh, interesting stuff there. So as, uh, Katlejo said, make sure that you check out that video with Paul Abdul. Uh, basically, uh, they've got some dense moves there, uh, that, uh, you, you gotta learn. Okay. They educated, they've educated more than 145 uh, people around the world about breast cancer through their global network and programs. The campaign's music video featuring Paula Abdul. And the simplification of complex breast health information. They hope to reach even uh, a bigger number. Get the video, lend the moves, so that when you go to the Avon um, Etemba Walkathon, uh, which is taking place on the 26th uh, here in Johannesburg at uh, the Max Park, uh, you can basically know how those moves will work for you uh, so you don't be the guy who goes to the left when everybody else goes to the right. So a whole lot of things happening around breast cancer. We've got our own little thing as well going on right here on Cliff Central. Uh, this coming Saturday, we're at Crawford and Lone Hill. We're going to be doing a little walk there. Uh, so it'll be nice to come and be part of that as well. And you get to uh, support and create a, help create a awareness around Breast Cancer Month, which is throughout the month of October. Other things happening uh, in October. Um, South African Fashion Week, um, Autumn Winter 2015 collections taking place from the 15th to the 18th of October. Uh, that's kicking off today. Uh, yesterday saw the opening uh, of uh, the Fashion Week in terms of like the the opening party type of thing. Uh, so tonight is a 
is a big showcase um, of um, one of my favorite designers, Black Coffee. Uh, Black, the collection is, is titled Black, Black by Black Coffee. It's kicking off at 8 p.m. And tonight as well, you get to see, actually the fest show rather is at 7. It's uh, the SA Fashion Week Renault New Talent Search and Association. But what are you doing? Because I'm... <laughs> the, the Renault D... I'm going to smack you. Um, SA Fashion Week ran a new talent search in association with Sunday Times Fashion Weekly featuring new young designers Angela Sebastian, Oh Dear, Revelation Fashion Week, Genevieve Lyons. Okay. So they, I'm sure they're going to be picking a whole new young fresh designer to look out for. And uh, at 8 p.m. you get to catch a black coffee. Uh, with Black uh, Introducing crafters from Ekurulen Had an opportunity to check out um, The crafters uh, Showcasing um, Actually a pre- pre-show Getting to see some of the some of the uh, Items that we feature on, on the, on the sh- Runaway tonight uh, With the crafters from Ekurulen Interesting things that they could do You know, Get to do bags, got to paint on some fabrics Use some uh, beadwork And other fancy crafty things um, And if you follow um, the South Confession space, you would know, uh, then when it comes to SA Fashion Week, Lucille Boisens, who's the director of SA Fashion Week, prides herself in, uh, showcasing and, uh, sort of like collaborating, um, you know, African aesthetics, especially when it comes to crafters, uh, with modern design. So Black Coffee has been paired, uh, with, um, crafters who are based in Okuruleni, who are, you know, women in the township who are doing um, sorts of things. They're coming from, like, townships like Tembisa, Gatlehong, Daviton, and they get to take their crafts and incorporate them into the collection, and, and then they make interesting pieces from, like, um, neck pieces uh, to handbags uh, to other fancy things and uh, that will be showcased tonight and Gert uh, Johan Kutzi uh, is also showcasing that's uh, Bonang Mateva's go-to de- designer and a host of other uh, celebrities and Josie celebrity uh, they you know they, they go to that designer He he's also sort of like incorporated um, I think the story says that he looked at the HIV virus under the microscope and how it looks like and created a pattern um, around that to actually, and then after that created designs um, using that fabric uh, with a pattern um, from uh, the whole microscopic view of fashion with peppers. It's, it's quite fascinating stuff. So that's the show that you can get to check uh, tonight. But of course, um, uh, other shows that... Um, are going to be showcasing, uh, let's see, in uh, the next few days that you can look out for. Um, and that's um, other shows. I mean, October, they, they had an installation show with uh, Isabella Elia on today. And uh, tomorrow, uh, Clive Rangel is showcasing at 7 p.m. And uh, they also have Lou Schubert. And at 9 p.m., they have a Skip Love What You Were collection uh, featuring Colleen Aiton, uh, is as well as Rubicon. And then another show on uh, Friday the 17th, uh, it uh, this one is sponsored by the KZN Fashion Council. Uh, you get to uh, see the likes of Amanda May, uh, Maj Luz, Larissa Morda, Matt Nolim, Yada Exclusive Designs, uh, as well as KZN Fashion Council. They have um, 
Craig from Funduzi mentoring a lot of young people uh, coming out of Durban uh, showcasing there. So that's uh, that's also going to be great uh, to watch because you get to see fresh talent from another part of the country and not just, you know, the Joburg stars. And then you, at 8.30, you could get to see Cut Fun Dunern and at uh, 9.30, uh, Miri Fashions uh, Jewelry uh, by Cl- uh, Clip Collab. Uh, that's also going to be showcasing as well. And then, of course, then you have uh, more shows like 10.30 p.m. Friday being the big night. Um, a host of uh, designers uh, showcasing their jewel, Yansa Van Firin. And uh, on Saturday, you've got the menswear uh, with Plum Balm Engineered. Touch of Bling, Maestro House of Design, Amos Trangwe, uh, Kim Gush, Beware the Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. I mean, it's just crazy. And then the final show at 8 p.m. with, um, with Naked Ape by Sheldon Copland, uh, Chatu, uh, by Mike, as well as Ifamol, uh, with uh, Europa Archies will get to showcase as well. So that's SA Fashion Week taking place. At, uh, in Rosebank, of course, at that Rosebank Hotel there. So that's definitely worth uh, checking out. Interesting stuff. More shows. House of Ole is also taking place in Roman Hunt. So if you're crazy about men's fashion or you want to meet interesting guys, the best day to go to Essation Fashion Week is on Saturday. Because <laughs> I think all the stylish men in Jobik, uh, I'm sure will be there. I wonder if Gareth Cliff is going to uh, show up there as well. I'll, I'll uh, D. <laughs> and get some fashion sense. So that's what's going to be showcasing. We Coming back and doing sort of like a news roundup type of thing uh, after this. Drums, please. Summertime. 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 Summertime.
upset. Yeah, I got on sneaks, but I need a new pair. Cause basketball courts in the summer got girls there. The temperature's about 88. Hop in the water plug, just for old time's sake. Break to your crib, change your clothes once more. Cause you're invited to a barbecue to start the floor. Sitting with your friends, y'all reminisce about the days growing up and the first person you kiss. And as I think back, makes me wonder how the smell from a grill can spark up nostalgia. All the kids playing out front, little boys messing around with the girls playing double dutch. While the DJ spinning a tune as the old folks dance at your family reunion. Then six o'clock rolls around. You just finished wiping your car down. It's time to cruise, so you go to the summertime, hang out, it looks like a car show. Everybody come looking real fine, fresh from the barbershop, alive in the beauty salon. Every moment fronting and maxing, chilling in the car, they spend all day waxing, leaning to the side, but you can't speed through two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. There's an air of love and of happiness, and this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness. Okay, this song makes you want to get a drop top and drive to two miles an hour so everybody sees you just like the song says. The Fresh Prince of, Al- of Ballet, eh? Not anymore. <laughs> DJ, with- DJ Jesse Jeff. Uh, Mr. Will Smith right there. Nice one. Uh, summertime. I can't go wrong. You just need the baseball cap, you know, those loose uh, shut shut jeans. <laughs> and the guy's looking good. The nice one. Gets you in a summer mood. Okay, we're, uh, we're just doing a roundup of uh, stories um, around the continent. Renowned scholar, uh, lecturer, and political writer, Professor Ali Mizrui, has passed on in the U.S. after a long illness. A professor, uh, of course, will be buried at his uh, family graveyard. Uh, he's a very celebrated um African scholar, uh, of course, that passed away uh, earlier on, very iconic uh, Kenyan, and that uh, that uh, he's one of those elders uh, that uh, you know, a, a global icon who not only just um, sort of like um, spoke for his country, but for the whole collective of um, you know Africa's uh, you know. Intellectual uh, capabilities and African icon, uh, Pan African icon, and uh, he will be buried in Mombasa uh, in Kenya. May his soul rest in peace. There was a big story about South Africa seizing some Nigerian arms. Uh, Ten million uh, U.S. dollars, I think, was involved there. Now there's a story that they they're going to be giving them back uh, their arms. I'm sure it's part of, you know. The negotiations and like fast track the synagogue uh, situation, uh, you know, give us back our arms, diplomatic things. And then, of course, civilians being caught up in that. Talking about Nigeria, Bishop Tui Joshua will be appearing at the Lagos State High Court today uh, to answer questions about events that led to the collapse of his church guest house. Meanwhile, the families, of course, of more than 80 South Africans who were killed when the six story guest house at the synagogue church of all nations collapsed a month ago have been promised that the remains of their loved ones will be home by the end of October. It's a long wait. According to 
Metro City Press newspaper, Professor John Abafunwa, Chief Medical Examiner of Lagos State, who is in charge of the identification processes. The investigation into the collapse could take longer to complete, but they expected all bodies to have been retrieved and identified in the next three weeks. He promised that the investigation would not result in another delay, explaining why the identification process had taken so long. He said Nigeria did not have DNA analysis facilities. Gosh, they could fly those things over there. You know what I mean? And just sort it out. Of course, another big uh, one, this is more global. It's uh, the whole Ebola outbreak. I'm sure you heard about uh, more of this uh, with Doctors Without Borders earlier on the show just before us, um, who have been carrying, um, in in Dallas rather, uh, this is in the U.S., uh, the nurse who had been caring for the U.S. first Ebola patient, Thomas Eric Duncan, who died last Wednesday, contracted the fatal disease despite having worn protective gear while in close contact uh, with a patient. Uh, the unidentified nurse is the first person to contract the disease within the U.S. And the nurse diagnosis was confirmed by blood tests late last uh, night after she complained uh, about a fever. So right, this is two days uh, ago, sort of, uh, of a situation. So that's what happened. Of course, an essay, the big one is the Oscar trial. It's, um, yeah, it's pre-sentencing, um, presentation uh, that's going on. Very interesting things coming out uh, of that one. Watching closely to see what will happen, uh, by Friday. And uh, Bafana Bafana is playing tonight. Uh, of course, they won with Congo on Saturday uh, evening. Banyana Banyana lost. Uh, but they're playing, uh, Banyana Banyana will be playing Ghana uh, this Wednesday. That's tonight. And of course, Bafana Bafana uh, will get to play um, Congo Brazzaville as well tonight. So we'll see how that one goes. Uh, we're hoping that they get to win. Uh, you know, it's a change of things, a whole new team, a whole new coach. Uh, so we're quite hopeful of how things are going to turn out with that one. That's a show for today. We out of here.